The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Good morning, this is Paula Grandquist and you're tuned in to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for tuning into the show as we celebrate all things creating and share stories and tune our imaginations. I'm going to open up today because it's December, right? It's time that we can maybe play a little bit of that holiday music to get you in the mood. This one is a tuba Christmas arranged by Robert W. Smith. It's just a quick little collection, I guess, of great tunes. And you'll be surprised when you hear what tubas can do. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But let's listen to some music as we try to bring the spirit of the holidays back to life. in fact the tuba christmas arranged by robert w smith and that's way to launch ourselves off into the season of festiveness and you know i just can't imagine the holiday season without music i think that that is what makes the holiday season better and because often you only hear those tunes during that holiday season and I know that we all have that music inside of us, and it's what helps us experience the fullness of the holidays. And, you know, if you think about it, this season is actually all about imagination and stories. So I wonder, are you there yet? Where are you on the scale of the all the things holiday and what you, where's your holiday spirit? I say, let's go ahead, embrace that spirit, find some music, see a show, notice a twinkle in the air, and... Let's go ahead and we're going to explore the art zany of the season. 
we I say grab your favorite cup of something and put on some sparkles and let's cheer the season. Today in the Arts Annie Radio Studio, I have two segments. First, we're going to talk with Paul Nemisto from the uh, Vintage Band Festival and the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra. He's got some music to share with us, so I'm going to go ahead and turn on your mic and say welcome to Arts Annie Radio. Hi, Paula. Nice to be back here it is. in this chair. I'm getting an echo. What should I do? I think that sometimes happens with those headphones. I don't think there's any So I'll just take the earphones you off. You can if you'd like. That works out just fine. Okay. Uh, and also, a little bit later in the show, at the very end, we're going to have a little bit of a special visit from some special guests, some drag queens from Mrs. Moxie's Home for the Holidays. So you'll look forward to that. Tuba Christmas is happening again this tomorrow is, i know very exciting that's saturday december 3rd 2022 at 3 p.m at skinner chapel at the carlton college campus and there's more details at vintagebandfestival.org just click on the front there's a, a box that mentions a tube of christmas so this is it's been on a little bit of a hiatus yes well we've had the same uh we're victims of uh, the COVID crisis as much as every other uh, arts in, and performing arts institution in, in in the country or around the world, I guess, really. So I, I was trying to think. I think we had one in 1999. I mean, 20, I'm sorry, 2019. Right. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think we did. Um, and so this has been a couple of years waiting, and I, I think... There's a lot of people. We're getting a lot of traffic on the on the internet about uh, enthusiasm for this. Uh, people have been waiting for it, and uh, they built up an appetite. So I think it's going to be a big crowd. Yeah, and tell me about your holiday spirit. Are you there yet, or is Tuba Christmas? You think going to help? It's kind of like the kickoff. Yeah, I I, ha- I took my I have my Christmas tree ready for plugging in and decorating. So that's a good sign. Yeah, I haven't done it yet, but it's ready. Um, yeah, t- tomorrow surely starts my season. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for uh, those that don't know, and we mentioned Tuba Christmas, and they they maybe don't know what that is. So we should start well, with it's telling. A, it's it's not entirely easy to explain, and <laughs> I, I every year I am involved in it, and I'm totally mystified by the aura that it carries and the uh, the enthusiasm of the listeners and the players. It is. Not really easy to comprehend, I must say. It's so um, it's so surprising and and gratifying to see that there must be something about the ho 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 ness of the instrument, I suppose, that <laughs> that attaches itself. And the fact that they're really shiny and decorative looking instruments, and they so they kind of create a festive uh, feeling just by being around. And mm-hmm. so you get. You get ninety or a hundred of them in a room, and it's uh, the, it just the roof goes up. You know, it's just wonderful. Yeah, I can remember bringing my kids to Tuba Christmas many years ago, and they were just in awe, right? And I also have to admit that it surprised me because I didn't know what this this thing was. And when you think of tubas, you think of kind of the you know bass, the beat, the you know marching band sound, kind of a you know, uh, a roar, right? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a. That's one of the reasons why uh, the tuba exists, is that uh, in the early 1800s the valves were invented, and the first instrument that got valves was a kind of tuba, ahead of all the other brass instruments, because of the fact that there was no, um, no instrument uh, at that time that could clearly articulate scale passages and do melodic material and stuff. I mean, there are these ones that are uh, that you were just reading about, the serpent and the alphaclide and so forth. And they're all imperfect instruments. They don't really quite make it easy to do those things. They're just kind of uh, some sort of invention that heads in the right direction. But the tuba actually will play everything that a trumpet can play two octaves lower. So it was the beginning of the brass revolution, so to speak, in the early 1800s. And um, it it never really has uh, fully taken its place anywhere else but at the back of the band. And, that's, and people, listeners, uh, audiences, mentally put it there. They, they, it belongs back there. You know? mm-hmm. they right, it's it not the melodious else, instrument except you think of. Except on Tuba Christmas. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the one day of the year when the instrument comes to the forefront and it can actually show what it can do. Mm-hmm. That's what surprised me was mm-hmm. the sort of it, it feels exactly right for the holiday season. And as you mentioned, you you know, if you put together a large section of just you know tuba instruments. Well, yeah, tuba-like instruments. Exactly. Yeah, we right. should get to we that. Get the tenor version of it, which is the euphonium or the baritone. Exactly. Right. And you hear this really round and uh, just, uh, <coughs> I don't know, uh, engaging and uh, Surrounding. Festive. Yeah. It's, Surrounding sound. It, it does. Yeah. It fills the space. Right. And then you're there with all these people, and right. it just feels like this is right. This should be this should be a part of of our holiday season, and yeah, this a, year it's going to be. Yes, uh, it uh, was started, you know, by uh, Harvey Phillips, who was the New York Philharmonic tuba player, um, and he I think he started it just about the time that he was leaving New York to go to teach at Indiana University. And that's and it was it was then that this thing happened and he did a small one at first and, and eventually he was doing them in Madison Square Garden. Oh wow! <laughs> I can't and imagine he was, that. And he was doing a you know an, an outdoor parks in New York City and that's where that's where it really got started. And it wasn't um, it wasn't too many years before there started to be a lot of them. My first one that I ever saw was uh, in the early eighties uh, at the Hilton Hotel in Chicago on the on the Grand Staircase. And that outdoors. Was, Indoors. Indoors, okay. It was really something, you know. I can imagine. I've never been to an outdoor one. I haven't never been that far south in the winter. Yeah, it would be tough around here for those players. Oh, yes. It would be very difficult. (laughs) And it's uh, we learned uh, that it was 1974 that he first did that. So it's kind of a modern tradition to... It is. uh, Although, you know... Those of us who remember 1974 think it's a modern tradition, but uh, Maybe. there are a lot of people that think it's pretty ancient. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like just a few years ago to me. Right. <laughs> and for folks that are listening and you know are thinking, oh, that sounds like something I might want to do, You, it is open to people in the community who play certain instruments. Right. Um, there's a, if you play um, the bass clef instruments, basically, I mean... Buzzlip aerophones, I guess you'd call them. It's tubas and euphoniums, tenor horn, sousaphone, uh, sousaphone, helicon. Anyway, um, those instruments, you're, you're welcome to come. There's a registration fee, and you can pay it on site when you get there. Uh, you're expected to have your own book. There are some for sale, but they always sell out. So if, if you're a returning customer, shall we say, or, or a returning celebrant, uh, bring your own book with you. And if you have an extra one, bring it along too because you might be able to help somebody out. And it's it's just the Tuba Christmas collection, right? It's it's oh. a set of of of, of uh, Christmas carol books organized, arranged for tubas and for a tuba quartet. So that's something that folks can, you can share if you don't have one, but they'll be for sale. And folks need to be there at one for if, they, if they're playing. Right. It's come a little earlier if you would like to. There's people sort of around uh, and... Uh, talking to each other and greeting each other for the holidays. And there are a lot of fellow tuba players around who will want to chat with you. Now, rehearsal starts at 1. We stop at 2, take an hour off to uh, let their lips reset, so to speak, and uh, maybe go downtown and grab a sandwich and then come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, we start at 3. And it's about a, it's an hour. And anyone of any age is welcome, right? Oh, yeah. As far as players are concerned, just uh, come, even if you're not quite sure about your level of skill because uh, we've found that people are inspired by the experience. The young, young kids that come elementary school, to, uh, beginners come and they go away excited about what they experienced and they come back again the next year and the year after, etc. Yeah, it becomes a tradition. It becomes a tradition. Now, as far as the audience is concerned, it's free. And we have um, one of our board members with the VBF who constantly reminds me how perplexed he is. He says this is the only event in which the players come and have to pay <laughs> and the audience comes for free. <laughs> well, yeah, do explain. I mean, there might be some people question with questions. Well, it's a, I mean, the, the, the players want to support the event. They want to make sure that it happens. And, uh, and the audience, um, they're uh, often in many of these situations, like, for instance, in New York City, there would be casual walkers by, so there's no real way to, mm-hmm. and there's no real need Although uh, 
uh, Dan Bergeson would remind me, he's the president of the VBF, that if you're there and you feel an urgent need to be generous at the Christmas season, you can always write a check to the Vintage Band Festival, and it will be used to make sure that we perpetuate our, our connection with uh, the Tuba Christmas. Perfect. And I think it's it's such a, a wonderful and it's so lovely that it especially for the players, right? They don't there's not a big commitment, just a you know, that, that afternoon. That, that well, they, afternoon, right. I mean uh, obviously some feel a certain tinge of guilt if they don't pick up their horn during the week before. They and might if want it's, to. If it's, if it's a little bit dusty and needs a little oil, they try to get things to work in again so that they don't make a complete fool of themselves. Yeah, that's <laughs> always a good idea. But I, it's, it's not a, that's not an issue. These always sound wonderful. This is just a, a very high-quality group of players, and they do make a very, very musical result. It's not at all... Uh, sounding quote-unquote amateur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we should listen to a little more music. You uh, sent along the tuba Santas, and this is their version of Jingle Bells. This would be a tuba Christmas which has uh, four players. Right. But Re- representing the four parts of the big choir that we have. Exactly. And so what's, I think the prior song we played had a little bit more... Uh, it was just solo instruments on, on tuba and euphonium, but the component was a band. Exactly. So this this is another lovely sound of the holiday season, and this is the Tuba Santa's Jingle Bells, and I think it is the Jacob School of Music Tuba Euphonium Quartet who performs. Indiana. Well, anything else we need to know about the song? I don't think so. Okay, let's take a listen. Exactly, and that gives us a taste of what four tubas can do, which is actually, I think, also um, very surprising that you have, there's no other instruments, and you have a very full sound. And And that is the arrangement uh, that we use of Jingle Bells. I mean, those are from the, the source, yes. And it is just, I think it's really, it sets the tone. Uh, one thing I re- forgot to mention earlier was that I think you mentioned that folks can decorate their tubas. or their Oh, they often do. Euphone- yeah, tell them. And <laughs> audience people sometimes come with uh, some Christmas um, adornments on their hats and stuff just to kind of get into the mood. Oh, we have uh, we have tuba players that come with um, with uh, battery-operated light fixtures on their tubas and... <laughs> And any number of any number of of uh, amusements. How, however, you feel festive. Oh yeah, it's very it's great fun. A- absolutely, and so I want to ask: in past years, we so people get an idea that was just four, but you have way more than four. Well, yeah, we you know you take uh, about twenty five on each part, so, so that you could have as many as a hundred. We can. That's a fun. Uh, just imagine that, folks. If you are sitting and I thinking, mean, we fill up, we fill the entire uh, organ area of the. Uh, of the uh, chapel, mm. yes. It's just it's a wonderful way to launch, and it's I think it's also good because it's you know very family friendly and uh, short, right? So yeah. the, I mean, yeah, the, a, if you have younger ones who might want to come, it's it's a good yeah, time little, to introduce little them. Thoughts would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's it is just a wonderful thing, folks. If you're tuning in, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination, and we're talking about Tuba Christmas Returns, which is happening this Saturday, December third, twenty twenty two, at three p.m. It's at the Skinner Chapel in the Carleton College campus. You can get more details at vintagebandfestival.org. Uh, 
you can right on the homepage, just click on the box that says Tuba Christmas, and it'll take you to get all the information. Again, if you want to play, you need to show up at 1. As Paul mentioned, you may want to uh, get your instrument out, check your embouchure, and uh, you know, check the valves, make sure everything's <laughs> working okay. <laughs> but everyone who has an instrument is welcome to come. You do need to bring your own instrument. Yes. Uh, if there's 10 seconds, I want to mention oh, Winter absolutely. You got lots I of want to mention Winterwalk. Yeah, we'll get Thursday there. of next week. Uh, there will be uh, the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra is doing a number of chamber pieces at the library, at uh, the Eagles Club, and up on the upstairs level of the Arts Guild. There will be uh, quintets, quartets, brass choir, etc. So look, look and listen for us. So this is absolutely a holiday weekend. This year, you know, there have been some years when we're thinking, I don't know if we'll have snow for the winter walk. And we, it's we, still an open question. <laughs> you think it will melt before? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> let's just go with it's going to stay. It's wintry now. It's okay. <laughs> it's going to stay. And it's always lovely. And uh, it's it's a, wow, a lot of people come to town to to celebrate that. And mention those places again that the CBR, these are ensemble This is all like between, like, say, 5.30 and 7.30. Library, upstairs of the Arts Guild, and at the Eagles Club, the dance hall there. So different groups from the the players at the Cannon Valley. Players from brass players, woodwind players, string players. And holiday music, I Holiday music, et cetera. Another time. Do you ever stop (laughs) producing, making, uh, creating music? Oh, I have flurries of activity, shall we say. (laughs) (laughs) You've always got something going on. And I think that uh, it's, it's a wonderful gift to our community that you share and help to bring those things forth because those things don't happen without somebody it's, behind the scenes. It's a two-way street. I get a lot from it. Yeah, and it's. I'm so glad that the Tuba Christmas is back because it does say the holidays and it does uh, make make you kind of like, okay, I'm ready to step into that that mood and that Tuba space. Tuba Christmas is back. Come and celebrate. <laughs> Exactly. What do you hope people, um, you know, learn about the tuba or, you know, feel from the concert? Uh, what What are your any stories from past uh, players that tell you what it's like to be a player in the? Oh, it's just see it in their eyes. Mm. That's mostly what it is. It's they're just uh, it's a it's a social, communal thing as well as a musical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It probably brings a twinkle back. There's not too many people that don't have smiles on their faces. Yeah. That I know of. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to be in front of all of those and, um, you know, pick the songs. That, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the uh, poobah. <laughs> the, Santa, the tuba Santa poobah, yes. Mm-hmm. I, have the, the, I have the podium, shall we say. Somebody's got to do it. Oh, this was a question I had that I, I forgot to tell you ahead of time. So you might not know this. I was wondering if there's like a record of how many, the most tuba players for a tuba player Christmas. For where? Anywhere. Yeah. A world record? Is there oh, I anything think there are some world records. And I would say they probably were in New York City. Okay. But I'm not sure. I I believe that you could do a little research and find out though. Somebody's got it written down somewhere. That would be kind of fun to to know. Uh, we're, we'll set our try and set our own record here in Northfield by. Well, we could we could easily do that. Break uh, break a hundred. Yeah. Once once the gate is open after being closed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned you've heard from people from the cities, Rochester. Well, who yeah. Might there's be not too in. many. There's not too many of them. There's one in Mankato, I think, and there's usually one up in the cities, but. Uh, we have a loyal group that keep coming from all of those places, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes so we get like all the tuba players from um, Gustavus Adolphus College come in a in a van. Oh, so they yeah, what a great idea! Yeah, nice road trip for a Saturday. So, I thank you so much for being here. We're going to turn on some more tuba music Do it. as we switch out the studio. Look for uh, Paul Nemisto at the. Tuba Christmas at, at the Carlton Skinner Chapel on Saturday at 3 and downtown on Thursday uh, for the Winter Walk. Do you know which venue you're going to be at? Or are you oh, wandering? I probably will wander, but I'll, I'm sure I'm doing the brass choir at, uh, at um, the Eagles Club for sure. So you can find Paul down there making music, the Northfields Music Man. <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> Bye-bye. I'm going to go ahead and pop on. This is the 
um, Christmas tubas, and it's a Tennessee Tech tuba ensemble. And it's just, I tell you, I was listening to it, and I kept putting it on uh, replay because I really enjoyed it very much. So we'll turn this on, and we'll switch out the studio, and we'll be back in a few minutes on Arts Any Radio. Tuba Christmas from the Tennessee Tech Tuba Ensemble. I highly recommend you take a listen to that because I tell you, it, it was just a lovely accompaniment to my working in my office this past week. And we're moving to our next segment, which is very exciting. We are, I think this is the only time I have ever had a guest come back, which, and bring more guests, which is, you know, even for the next week to have have you jump back in the studio so we could talk some more because we, yeah. we had a great conversation. We did. We had a lot of fun. We did. Craig Moxness, and yeah. Ms., uh, a.k.a. Mrs. Moxie, is returning to the studio because we are going to talk about Mrs. Moxie's Home for the Holidays, which uh, is like tonight. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. It, Live. Yes. <laughs> Live. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear the voices. Let's uh, introduce everybody who is, yes. is here. Um, I'm Mrs. Moxie. I'm back. And and I brought my husband and BFF here. Lexi, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Miss Lexi. I'm here, Northfield. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yes, and then we have Mr. Moxie over there. Hello, everybody. I'm, my name is Ryan, but Mr. Moxie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you just go by Lexi D? Lexi, or you can call me Jeff. 
Okay, either of those work. I was not sure. And um, we got, you know, talking about the holidays today and kind of lifting everyone's spirit, getting everyone into that mood, that transition from November to, oh my gosh, it's already December. It is. It went fast. (laughs) It did. And this is going to kick off the holidays. Mrs. Moxie's Home for the Holidays. It is at the Northfield Arts Guild Theater Friday and Saturday, the 2nd and 3rd of 2022. 7.30 of the shows. Doors open at 7.00. And yeah. tickets are fifteen dollars. You can still get a few of those. Yep, we still have tickets available. So, so for both shows. A, yep, for both. Yep. Okay, so if you can, you can go yeah. one or two. Yeah, both. or both. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yes. both all the way, both. all the way. Because <laughs> you never know. We might change it up. It might be different tomorrow. That's Who true. Knows? I learned that that it's not like a scripted show. It's it's a framed show. Correct. And, and then there's things that happen. I mean, last night we did a little dry run, and I. I think we were all laughing so hard we couldn't even contain it. <laughs> oh, it so, was so much fun. I loved it. So it will be a fun experience to see what Friday's like and then also what Saturday's like. So if you want, come down for both. Why not? Exactly. And so for folks that, that missed the show last week, let's say, yeah. there's a few people out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> what would, what will they find if they come to Mrs. Moxie's a holiday Home for the Holidays event? Yeah, so um, it's basically me, Mrs. Moxie, and Mr. Moxie, who's hosting Christmas, and it's like all the shenanigans that go into like trying to make sure the house is perfect and making sure you know you have everything ready. The dinner's perfect. It, it, she just gets stressed out, and then she has her special guest BFF sister over here, Lexi, coming in. She calls in backup. Let's just be real. She calls <laughs> she, in backup. She's someone needs panicked. backup. Yes, she panics, and Lexi comes to town. Um, but yeah, it's a fun comical show full of music and fun stories because we. I mean, we're sharing personal stories from the holidays along with mm-hmm. what Lexi's sharing with her personal holidays. So it's been a very kind of fluid, organic show. And that, you know, we all need, there are lots of laughs and music and yep. stories. Yep. Dramatic drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like a dramatic drag queen? I'm just saying. That's the only way Drag to queen dramatic? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no, never. Never. <laughs> And there's a lot, I think there's a lot of, you know, interplay with the audience, right? You play off of that energy and kind of see how things are happening, which is where the surprises come in. I mean, she might take a guy home, but we never know. (laughs) It's radio, we can't see your expression. (laughs) (laughs) Her face was just like dead, dead, like what? But yes, um, we go down into the audience and make it very um, interactive to make it even more special. Exactly. And um, let's learn a little bit about each of the, mm-hmm. you know, Mrs. Moxie, Lexi D, and Mr. Moxie. If people haven't yeah. seen you on stage before, how would you describe or tell the story of yeah. each of your... Um, so, for persona-wise, I mean, that's the right word. how I am Mrs. Moxie, I, my persona is the drag country housewife, like... Most of the shows that I'm in, I always do some sort of country song, which is very different, I guess, for a lot of drag queens. They don't, it's usually the pop stuff. Or Or the Broadway or show. Right, exactly. So I do a lot of country and stuff. And um, Mr. Moxie, I mean, he's my go-to buddy, you know. (laughs) I mean, he's stuck with me, obviously. And I don't know, how would you describe your character in the show? Like, or you as in general, being part of the drag scene? I'm a very off-the-cuff sort of person, and I do a lot of in um, observational commentary throughout the whole show because my role is very secondary, but still very important. Comic relief. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I don't want to spoil it too much, but let's just say there will be points in the show where I'm very... How would you describe it? Karen yeah. Walker Blunt? There you go. Yes, ah, that's a perfect yes. way to describe What's it. What's the name of that show? Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Yes. Yep. I'm very much embodying my inner Karen and drawing on that for the show. Yeah. She's a great character. She's a great. Yes. Yeah. And then Lexi over here, like, wh- how, tell me. Tell no, me. you tell me. This is oh, this is good. <laughs> no. This is going to be good. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're my BFF, so I can't say too much. I don't want you to cut me out or anything, but I would never do such things. You might cut me, but you might not cut me out. <gasps> Sassy. I'm just kidding. So no. the BFF is down to be the support <laughs> in all the craziness and the madness that Mrs. Moxie has created. 
voice of reason too. Uh, yes, the voice of reason. Voice mm-hmm. of Keep reason. it grounded. Oh, and, and you've done shows all over. I have. And <laughs> I have. <laughs> so people might know 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 you and and Lexi D. And what are some of the the things that you're most known for? Well, there might be some sass, and there might be a little class, and there might be a flip or two here or there. There's not going to be any flips. I don't want to disappoint anybody, but there's not going to be any flips. But okay. it's going to be fun, and it's going to be campy, and, and we're, going to have, we're going to have a really great time. This is all about, um, and I, I try to do this with all of my shows, is that just forget about life for a little while. Mm-hmm. Just forget about your worries for a little while. Just come, have fun, be you, and be in a space that you can be comfortable in. Yep. So escape. And, and escape that, yeah, that's Absolutely. what we all need at this yep. this time of season. And you bring up something really interesting, and we talked about this last week, Craig, was the idea of of drag being something where you're bringing a part of you forward, mm-hmm. and that 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 it is uh, you know something that we all have in us to be able to bring different parts of ourselves forward at different times. We talk about costumes and, you know, just that's just a normal part of the human experience, but somehow that makes people feel odd if it's a man as a woman, looking man who presents as a woman. And I find that uh, I've been thinking about that over and over Mm -hmm. and kind of fascinated and thinking maybe, maybe that's what scares people a little bit or makes people stand back and say, Oh, that's not for me. Right. And I think there is a lot of truth to that, but kind of like what we said last week is how do you know what it really is about if you don't try to experience it? Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this is a great way because, um, this show, yes, it's a drag show in a sense of two drag queens are on stage performing, but it's also a way to tell a, a very relatable story. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing that I want to point out is that this is Lexi pushing herself. I think this is the first time you've actually been on stage doing like a theater, correct? It has. It oh, is. Tell, me what, yes. tell me what that means to you. It is. So... I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited to kind of go down this avenue and, and see. Usually I'm, I do the bar scene. Um, so where it's more pageant and yep. um, more... Uh, she emcees a lot. Yeah, yep. okay. Yeah, so I tip, typically am the hostess with the mostest. <laughs> she still <laughs> and, is. And the big mom backstage who just wants to make sure that everybody, you know, is yeah. taken care of and does what mm-hmm. they need and... Yeah. yeah. So this is this is different. So does it make you a little nervous? I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a tish nervous. <laughs> I'm a tish nervous. <laughs> now is is but can't be the improv part that makes you nervous. No. And I, I and think really it's all theater. It, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I think a lot of it, and even in my show shows, it's just the beginning part of it is like very nerve wracking for me. Mm-hmm. But then once you get going, once you get the feel of we're getting that accelerator be, going, and once yeah. we hit, you know speed that we can handle then yeah. we're ready to go yeah. yeah and and that's i think true of anything you're going into if you're not a little bit nervous uh that was advice i, I think i've said this on the air before but i received from a writer who was also a volunteer fireman he never would go on the teams with the, the people that weren't nervous going into a burning building because he knew that those people were going to make mistakes because they were overconfident, right? Yep. If they were nervous, that meant they had the energy to, to sort oh. of be aware and uh, be... And fascinating. It was, it was kind of fascinating. Yeah. So so you can yeah. think of that as you're going on stage. I will. I will. I'm taking <laughs> I, it with me. Right. And <laughs> I also think not only me and you, we, me and you always get nervous right before we go on stage, but I think that's like our whole drag family. We all kind of think, have that moment where it's like... Like, got to take that breath and then just pedal to the metal and we'll go. And the great thing is, is that we all feed off of each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that we all know that that's a little bit of a weakness that we all have. Mm. And I think that we, we feed off of that quite well. Yep. And as an outside observer, I can definitely say that I think your nerves help drive your quality of your performances and your shows. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. It really, you all know how to take that nervous energy and really channel it to help make your productions even better. 
Yeah, so. that's true, right? And that yeah. happens in in anything that you do. Mm-hmm. And so let, let's also talk about because one of the things we discussed was that power of that transformation time. Yes, where you said uh, what was it three hours? No more than for that. me, it's usually about three to three and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Lexi's shaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think that's true for you? Oh, as well? it's it's very true, and it's very true for me because I'm always the last one. I'm usually the first one to start getting ready, and I'm always the last one complete. So. But you end up, you end up, which is wonderful. Um, you end up helping a lot of us try to help get ready to go. You, you're kind of the aunt. You yeah, are the aunt of the group. I am. So and, it's and a running absolutely. joke. We have mom yeah. and aunt. I was going to say your yeah. mother, and, and I'm aunt. I'm the yeah. auntie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So if mom isn't busy trying to help get somebody, auntie's right there. Steps yes. in. Yeah. Yes. I actually. And it's a had, family. Well, and I was just going to say to add to that, I had the pleasure of working as a handler backstage during their pride shows and watching these two work and both take care of themselves to get ready during the show while helping others is truly a sight to behold mm-hmm. because they are just juggling 10 plates in the air while <laughs> there's this show going on up front. And I'm just like, what how is this happening but it is it yeah. works so it's they're quite it the team yeah. yeah yeah it's pretty amazing we usually have like three minutes yep in between yep. and that's you know you've you got have three minutes to get your stuff out. ready oh yeah. and then you've got to get yourself ready to go and then me as the host typically i have a little bit less more time than that yeah you have more front. stuff to do yeah i'm out front so i usually get a your quick out and go back and her quick changes range anywhere from like she said, you know, you have three minutes. Well, her three minutes is actually a minute and a half because <laughs> she has to go back out and introduce the next person, even though technically she has three minutes to tell her next number. So yeah. it's it's a it's a balancing act, but it we is. enjoy it. Absolutely. We enjoy it. Well, it's clear from the the rapport you have and that the, the, the energy is is yeah. all, all about, you know, we're about the show we're about making it fun and you know you feed off of each other i couldn't imagine the the interplay that you have while you're on stage is delightful yes we love it and and of course if people are not familiar the costumes are over the top oh yes (laughs) yes so can you give us any hints about what holiday costumes might be this year? I mean, there might be a little sparkle. There a little could sparkle. be a tish of glitter. <laughs> there might be some a... faux fur. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Any hair that you can talk about? No, no, nobody. Can well, the see U-Haul my... pulled up last night with the, <laughs> with all the wigs. So. I did. I literally pulled into the Moxie's driveway and I said, "I'm just going to move in for the weekend." So I hope that you're ready for that. Yep. Yeah, it was actually happened. less than I expected. I was expecting an actual little U-Haul trailer. I'm not <laughs> yes. gonna lie. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's going to be a great show. I mean, you have let's see, three dresses you're on. You're yep. in. Yep. You have about three. Yep. I have three. Mr. Moxie's changes. So there's a lot of sequence and glitter and outfit changes and even like some wigs changes and everything. So yeah, it's quite an elaborate production, but yet so much heart is in it. Would you, I was thinking, would you describe it like, I, I was trying to come up with a comparison, right? Yeah. And, and I, you know, I was thinking about, I used to love to watch, you know, Sonny and Cher, mm-hmm. and the, the, you know, sort of uh, Carol Burnett. Um, it's funny you say Carol Burnett, because that's exactly what I was thinking oh, is, because it, last night, the, you know, in the Carol Burnett show, how she'll be saying a line and then she'll crack up in the middle of the, her show. I mean, that's what and we Harvey were doing. Corman. I mean, you could, he could oh, barely keep oh, it. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Correct. But I mean, that was us during our read through last night is we would be going and then all of a sudden we would all break character. And I think that's I would describe it like that. Kind of like the Carol Burnett show meets White Christmas. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that the folks are going to see that we're going to break character. I can almost guarantee that we're going to break character. Oh, so for sure. But, yeah. but for in sure. essence, though, I mean, it's a part of you. So yes, it's, oh, that barrier is less strict, right? There's not mm-hmm. like in theater, it would be just terrible if you were, you know, playing a, you know, Sherlock Holmes and suddenly broke out into song. But yeah, in this, exactly. this way, it would work. Correct. Well, yeah. Yep. Yep. And you probably have learned what what are some of your tricks to learn to just roll with it and kind of uh how do you build that that uh I think last week I talked about yes and you know yep. where okay this is where we're going. <laughs> well, and I, I what we did in June for the pride, for our pride special that we had the one night only. I think what I did when I didn't remember a line or I didn't know what I was going to say, I literally go 
oh, you know, where's my script? I need to look at my script. And I would like freeze on stage and do something like that. And in a way, it made the audience able to laugh with me because I'm the one who made the mistake. But yet it's still comical that I'm standing up there going, where's my script flipping through, you know. And there might be some of that. Who knows? There probably will be. I'm sure that there'll be a little bit of that. But that's what kind of drives us in that as well as the audience. For me, like I, I focus and try to watch what's going on with the audience. Yes. Are they enjoying the show? Like you can kind of tell by their reactions and things like that. And and so you can kind of decide real quick, like if you need to like switch directions to kind of break, you know, the seriousness. That's usually when she pulls bit. out the cartwheel, actually. Oh, when the audience with the dress? Yeah, <laughs> you should see her do a cartwheel. I mean, if the audience is kind of lacking, she'll do a cartwheel. The wig will go flying off, and then everybody's having a good time. I am never going to live that down. You are the never going to live that down. Off, oh, ever. gosh. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> so funny. But again, it changed the energy in the room. That's it did. The, that's the thing yeah. is, it's like, like Lexi said, you know, we, we feed off the crowd, and that's what really drives us as performers. Is It's not only just portraying what we want, but it's also giving that sense of fantasy or you know a different feel to the audience like you said earlier lex um letting them escape reality but Mm -hmm. i would also add to that that your moments of authenticity are just as powerful yes if not oh yes even more so because in the june show rainbows and rhinestones there was a moment that i didn't know was coming in the script and it caught me by total surprise but it was incredible yeah that was just this moment of like pure rawness but also affirmation and i just loved it because after the show i remember telling you like wow that was my favorite moment of the whole show so and we have that in this show too Mm -hmm. i think because we are sharing very personal stories Mm -hmm. about our holiday Mm -hmm. and 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 there's stories also that are universal correct there's there's a connection with everybody can say oh i that's happened in our family or i know someone and and that so i think it's really interesting that you can help people see themselves through this exaggerated and you know performance yeah yeah and these antics and this uh joy and song and story and that makes us, you know, I think, connect a little better and yeah. understand each other a little Absolutely. better. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, this Christmas special has been a long time coming. But I think once we're in the theater today, I think it'll all be reality. And it will just give that sense of weight lifted. Mm. Because it gives us that freedom to finally give to the audience. Yeah, that's what you've been building towards. Mm -hmm. And we want to remind people that is this weekend, two shows, only two shows. Yep. And so is a Christmas show going on tour or is this the only place you can see it? Um, (laughs) Well, we keep talking about a tour bus. Yeah, we we keep talking about a tour bus. We haven't gotten there yet, but maybe. It's definitely the premiere. Yes. It's the first time it's being shown. Let's just say this is the West End or like (laughs) off-Broadway kind of (laughs) kicker. And we'll see if we get a residency or something. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. And that is on Friday and Saturday, December 2nd and 3rd. So that it is already tonight. December. I yeah. know. Tonight. Yeah. It's tonight. unbelievable. 7.30 is when the show starts, but you can come a little early. Yes. Um, doors open at 7 and we will actually be ready and greeting people at the door. So you can actually get to talk to oh. the, us, the drag queens. You're um, not behind the scenes getting ready you have to get ready early we're getting ready yeah we're we go into rehearsal at like eleven thirty oh this morning God. and yeah. then we'll be getting in costume and hair and everything by four o'clock oh. so we were actually at the guild theater last night uh, set up we yeah. had set up yeah. we were there from about eight thirty to 10 setting up last night so that was that was yeah. kind of fun it's it's funny because these shows it's not just the show itself but all the things leading up to the show that make it really magical and fun yep. and i know the audience doesn't get to see that but i know from my perspective and i think your perspectives as well it's it's just part of why we love doing what we do yep exactly exactly and it's about the people 
It's yep. about, the, about people. the people. And so we can't wait to see these people yeah. tonight. So yeah, get your we're tickets. Very yeah. excited. Exactly. I'm very excited to have driven down to see all of Northfield again. We're yes. going to be getting Miss Lexi D here to become a Northfield resident. Before we're hoping. <laughs> I'm trying. That's our goal. I'm trying very yeah. hard. It might happen. Mm-hmm. And again, tickets are online at northfieldartsguild.org. Mm-hmm. Or I bet I don't know if you they have them at the door. The, if, you, I, if you want to risk, though, they might if they sell yeah. out. But you yeah, can, you can you can. So far, we're doing pretty good. There's quite a few at the door that you can still get if you can't get it online and so, so but do come early if you yep, want that correct. so you don't miss out on the opportunity that would be really sad to yeah not make it to the door and not get in but yeah. i think you're going to make room for all all to to join the celebration yes and i'm excited sure. I, I to hear what mrs moxie's advice is for the holidays any previews or do each of you have any ideas um, of of how we can make this season better brighter merrier I, I think, <laughs> I think for so me, you're right. So much glitter, and eyelashes, lashes for days. Lashes uh, for days. Um, I think my takeaway for the holidays is, especially this year, is to really focus on surrounding myself the people that I want around the holidays. Absolutely. I think we talked about that last week. You mm-hmm. know, like where you're, you put yourself in these situations with extended family that you don't know or don't, you know, have a connection to. Well. Why do that when you can be next to your BFF like I am mm-hmm. this holiday season? So I think that's my biggest takeaway is really trying to surround myself with the people that I love the most. The chosen family, My right? chosen the family. Chosen. It doesn't have to be blood. It can be my chosen family. So yeah. Yeah. I how think that's my biggest takeaway this season. I, for Lexi, how about I you? agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It's yeah. about being in the season and believing in the magic of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. And so the, being in that moment and yep. letting that kind of help take you away from whatever worries, troubles. Absolutely. It, it's Absolutely. a joyous time. It is Absolutely. a joyous time. Yes. Mr. Moxie? I would say all that. But <laughs> in addition, um, to try and push yourself a little bit, because with the extended family, sometimes you may not feel like you have a much of a connection to them. But it's important to remember to take that moment to try and develop that connection. You know, maybe... Try and stray away from the typical, how's the work? How's the house? How are the kids? Try and ask a question you haven't asked them before, you know, Mm because I know sometimes some of the best conversations I've had with extended family members came from just random moments where something came up and we struck up this conversation and I learned something brand new about them. I mean, we never will probably be like the best of friends going out for coffee and drinks or whatever. But at the very least I can say, Hey, you know, I have that little bit of deeper connection mm-hmm. than I did before. So mm-hmm. give it a yeah. shot. Make the holiday season what you want it to be. Don't exactly. make it what your mom or dad says, make it what you want it to be. I guess it's the biggest thing. Develop your own traditions. I think yep. that's super. That's a important. huge takeaway from the show yes. actually is developing your own traditions. Yeah. And so, don't be afraid to let them change, too. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, let go of some of them that aren't yeah. quite working the way you thought. Yeah. And yeah. so that's a splendid way to uh, think about the holidays. And I thank you very much for being here. Yeah. We have Craig, a.k.a. Mrs. Moxie, Jeff, a.k.a. Lexi D., mm-hmm. and Ryan as Mr. Moxie, who have popped into the studio. It's such a thrill. We had two yes. weeks in a row. I loved it. And mm-hmm. we are going to be able to see them uh, this weekend at the Northfield Arts Guild Theater so so, yes. Thank you for being on Arts Any Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I had a great time. And so I hope you sell out the show and rock the house. So <laughs> thank you very much. Folks, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I sure appreciate you tuning in. And I hope you don't rem- uh, forget to add some Art Zany to your life. And of course, in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. Say big when you upgrade with new appliances from Menards. We offer the lowest prices with the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Whirlpool appliances are meant to make your life easier. Upgrade your home with top appliance brands including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home with new energy-efficient appliances and save big money at Menards. Plus, a Menards gift card always makes for a great gift idea. Ninety-five point one. The one.